Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you and you and you. Um, hi, April Hill. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning if you're listening on podcasts. This is obviously our Saturday newspapers. Where's the camera? I never, I never, where's the bloody camera up there? Um, uh, obviously going on YouTube too. Uh, you're not going to be able to see the headlines, but I will be reading through the headlines so you're not completely unable to engage. How is everyone? It's curious weather here. It's kind of like it started cold, it started cloudy, and it's just starting to kind of get cozy. Um, if you hear clanking and clinking in the background, it's not the Curly Cooks. Oh, it's happening tonight. Seven o'clock tonight, the Curly Cooks. It's a Mexican slash Father's Day slash Bit and Annie Dye's birthday slash chaos. Um, and just to give you a bit of a technical heads up on how things are going to run tonight. We've noticed uh, watching back that when we go live um, and the cameras are quite mobile, um, a sort of buffering thing kicks in quite a bit. So what I'm going to be doing frequently throughout the live tonight, for any of those followers who, who, who you know, curly cookers, um, I will be uh, flicking off and re essentially rebooting uh, uh, Wi-Fi link every sort of 10 to 12 minutes, which will be no interruption to you, but there'll just be little bursts of pause because it seems to just revitalize and, 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 and sharpen it up a bit. So, so bear in mind, do know that we are, we are trying to manage all of that. Um, what can you do when you've got two of the fastest broadband providers into your house and it still doesn't work? Um, Reese Roberts, they said that London, when, and if you're listening, when you hear me reading out names, obviously these are our lovely family guests, followers, subscribers, uh, and people on the, on the live, live chat, live chat. Hi, hi, Elliot Gonzalez. Hope you're well. Hope you need to get in touch. Um, Reese, yeah, they said London today is going to be 25 degrees with a mix of sunshine and sunny intervals. So not as hot. The hotter the better for you, Jamaican roots. Yeah. So by the way, the clinking, clanking noise are the scaffolders pulling down scaffolding uh, just next door. Um, but I hope you're all well. I hope you're all good. Give us the goss, says Good Ship Lollipop. What about? Which goss? What goss do you want, Good Ship? Always fine when someone says that. They're kind of going, tell us about something specific. 17 degrees wherever Emma Walsh is. It's dull, wet, and hot in Wicklow. Um, oh, Cloda. Um my blind chi Alfie. Hi, how are you, um, Maria? So news, news today. Um, obviously, we have none of those. Tim, I hate the heat too. We have none of the kind of you know Schofield has evaporated and faded away. Um, there's no big news stories of such, but the big news story that's got the Daily Mail hot under the collar. And if I'm brutally honest, I'm agreeing with them. It's this. The first hose pipe ban is here already. We all felt it. We all sensed it. We all knew it was coming as we plodded around whatever bit of garden we've got, big or small. And we thought, we ain't going to be here long. It's only a matter of minutes. So, yeah, so this is it. It's not even officially summer till next week. Not surprised, Julie Beddoes. Hosepipe ban slapped on more than a million Britons yesterday. Doesn't start, didn't start yesterday. Uh, I think it starts uh, from June 26th. 
June 26th. Two weeks, which really for all of us, certainly in London, means we've got, it's a matter of minutes. It's a matter of minutes. So Nanny Di, you're heading over later. I think you're going to be watering a lot. Um, can't understand how we run out of water so quickly, Jude. I was just saying, Nads just did a live, and I was just saying, have a look at this detail here. Um, Southeast Water has paid out £156 million in dividends to shareholders in the past two years, um, because obviously most of these kind of uh, water companies are private companies. I do think there comes a point, or there are certain areas where private ownership shouldn't really be allowed when it's your right, isn't it, to have water? It is your right to have water, isn't it? Water in my garden is one of my favourite things, Good Ship Lollipop. Absolutely, it's a huge... You know what? I often think, oh, I've got to do it, Good Ship Lollipops. I'm really pleased you said that. And then I go out and I do it, and I find that I have just calmed down a bit. Just calmed down a bit. Becky Fithian, lots of rain forecast next week. So if anyone has a garden, get a... What are they called? Those buckets. Get a sort of, you know, a bucket. Not a bucket. What are they called? Barrel. Get a barrel. Let's fill it up. So I think there may be the opportunity next week to get a barrel's worth of water because there's going to be a hell of a lot of rain falling. But yeah, no. So I was saying just before this, it's these companies and everyone makes it incumbent on everyone who uses water to feel like you're the evil bastards, water butts. Now, you put water butts into Google, you get funny things. Um they make it incumbent on us, don't they? They say that it's our fault, that we're being irresponsible and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when actually, at what point does the buck stop with the privately run company? Just days into hot spell, early hosepipe ban is going to affect 2 million people. Fury erupted, says the sun, uh, as they were put under their earliest summer hosepipe ban for 11 years. This is the earliest hosepipe ban in the year for 11 years. Look at all that we're, they're doing in the world with climate issues, and we can't use our hoses. Cut our bills if they cut down water. Good point. If you're not using as much of it, cut it, cut the bills. Can't work, though, can it? Could we be watching end-state capitalism? Maybe we are. I don't know. Um, so hosepipe bans, big, big news. Um, I love it when an emoji isn't, doesn't pop up, but actually a description of it does. Because so, uh, who is it? Katie Much, face blue, smiling, hand pink, waving. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, three, four, far athletic, eight. Because let's face it, Tottenham never win. Um, so yeah, lawn and order. Good headline there. Now, the other big story. The other big story today. Megan. And however you kind of look at this, this is just going to be this is just going to be absolutely received in a sort of with great Schadenfreude and tickety bonus by anyone who's not a fan of Megan and Hazza, as they have had their podcast terminated. Um, I think they had a deal in the region of fifty million pounds to, to twenty million dollars, um, but Spotify have ceased. Uh, recording it. Now, one of the things about this is, um, by all accounts, it, it's kind of tied up with the lack of productivity. Um, so let's have a look. Back to the drawing board, says The Telegraph, for Megan, as reputed £15 million podcast deal comes to a premature end. A great big archetypal celebrity nothing. Spotify switches off Sussex's 
by ending podcast after, after series one. Um, I'd have to, yes, Reese. Piers, Piers Morgan is probably doing jumping jacks. You're absolutely right, as we speak. I think one of the things with this is there are, okay, you know, Chardonnay, there's going to be lots of people who are like, nah, 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 and all that kind of malarkey. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever you think of that, fine. That, that, you know, that's where you sit. I think what this is probably about, and I think they do need to be careful, is she perhaps maybe when you have a sort of podcast that sort of pivots around celebrity contributions of a certain level, things become almost a little bit unsustainable, I think. Um, and maybe they ran out of archetypes because wasn't it wasn't I mean, I never listened to it wasn't the concept that she would sort of do topics about archetypes women have had to um, women have had to kind of become or be or try and imitate or live up to and all these or, or, or have been defined as and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the things that's quite I think is underestimated is the regularity needed. And I think reading between the lines, I think what's happened here is they did eight but or 12 or however many they did, but they, they, they were just unreliable in terms of getting them done on a regular basis. Uh, if I was them, I would have probably announced the Spotify series with two series in the bag or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, however you look at this, this is a, this is a wallop to the Harry and Meghan brand. Um, I think the Netflix series has played against them. I think the book has played against them. I, I think everything has gone against them and they're only human. And, uh, and so I think... You know, any any you know sort of working relationship or relationship is going to be put under some duress. Uh, not necessarily about them losing this this gig, but but just it happening. You know, just 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 how it's going to be perceived. What do you think, guys? Do you think um, do you think this is all? Have you got a bit of Schadenfreude? Is anyone here going <laughs> like that? Maybe not making that strange noise. Um, Faith Goodman, I wanted Harry and Meghan to just find something useful and kind to do to help other people in lax and stop moaning. No, LA. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Great to see you, Tez. Hi, Tez. Um, but look, Francesca Bastos, many podcasts count on celebs and do quite well. That's not the problem here. Interesting point. It's, it's an interesting point. You're right. As I said it, I thought that's not strictly true. Maybe they're feeling a sort of cold shouldering, and so it was hard to maintain things. Maybe... Too many people were beginning to feel that associate by association they could poison their own brand, which in many regards is a massive issue for them if that if that if that's the case. I feel like Holly McCready, I feel if if like if they'd done this a few years before, they'd be more successful. I don't know what they'd be popular right now for I don't know why they'd be popular right now for certain people. Um Pixie Petal, Jenny, absolutely no interest in them whatsoever. No, sadly, there, there is a lot of interest in the press, though. Um, it's Honours Day. It's the honour, well, the announcement of of, of honours, you know, the, the king's, is it the king's birthday, honours? Um, who's going to become a knight? Who's going to become a dame? There ain't nothing like a day. Nothing in the world. There ain't nothing like a dame. Is that what they see? There ain't nothing like a dame. Why would they be singing about a dame in South Pacific? Was it a dame? 
Was it a Dane? Uh, Martin Amos. This is interesting. Martin Amos is the writer, major writer in the 80s and 90s, uh, wrote the Rachel Papers, uh, Money. Um, he was awarded a knighthood. They broke tradition and awarded him a knighthood the day before he died. They dragged it earlier and they gave it to him the day before he died, which I thought was both sweet, even though he himself had had quite, quite a critical stance on all these kind of, you know, uh, you know, honours, uh, knighthoods and all that kind of stuff. Would you accept a knighthood? There's a question. If you were offered one, would you take one? I think for all of the bra hoo hoo and all the hoo-ha-ha and all of the kind of oppositions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, you know what? I have full respect for people who win an Oscar and then hurl it over their shoulder and mean it. But I do sometimes wonder that when they win an Oscar, hurl it over their shoulder into a skip that later that night they're not caught on CCTV rummaging around trying to dig it out. Do you know what I mean? So I think, you know, careful, careful what you don't wish for. Because once you've said, nah, I don't want any of that, and then you get it, you go, oh, I might quite look quite, quite nice on the old mantelpiece, actually. I've been looking for something to pop alongside that uh, rather strange image of Grandad. Um, Laura S., love watching the trooper. Be a first for him. Tro uh, love watching Troop in the Colour, being a trooper. It just meant a woman, Mark. What meant a woman? What did I just ask? Oh, it just meant a woman archetype, sorry. What have I done to deserve one in the first place, says Ellery Jones? Well, I don't think you ask that question. Just assume that if you've been offered one, someone somewhere feels it's it's right. I th it was a dame, Marion Hoy. I think it's easier to rhyme with dame. There ain't nothing like a dame, nothing in the world. There ain't nothing like a dame. I, the reason I like South Pacific, it reminds me of my nan. Um, so anyway, who the hell has been awarded a, a knighthood? Well, Sir Martin Amos, uh, who's the late Sir Martin Amos. Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour um, has been uh, made a dame. Has she been made? Oh, no, dame. No, she's, she was a dame and she's made a companion of honour. Does that mean she gets to babysit? It's companion of honour that you sort of walk around holding hands with royalty. Um, I, I, she, I always find her a bit weird. I, I always think she's a little bit like um, Andy Warhol, but were woman and not in the art world. Yep. Um, who else have we got? Davina McCall. She's not a dame, but she's an MBE. There's a sort of sliding scale, isn't there? There's companion of honour, there's knighthood, uh, then there's MBE, there's OBE, uh, uh, but then I don't, and then there's CBE, isn't there? Um, uh, so Davina McCall, she's been given an MBE, um, and Ian Wright, righty. Uh, not very good image there, sorry. Uh, he's been given an OBE. Which is good. When you know Wrighty's story, that's quite something. And when you know Davina's story, it's also quite something. So um, what have I done to my arm? So I've been bitten, 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 once bitten, twice shy, once bitten, I don't know, twice shy. Uh, Laura S. Nadia should get one. Yeah, she should. She should for, for tolerating me. Um, who else has got one? Um, uh, Celia Imry, the actress. Not an enormous number of people that we would uh, that we would know. Ian Wright, Mark Thompson, former head of the uh, BBC. Ian McEwan, companion of honour. So, um, but yeah, uh, Ian Wright, right, right. Vicky McClure, Vicky McClure, an MBE. Absolutely, absolutely. She's lovely. She's lovely, and we love her. And that's just lovely. Um, so yeah, so that's the uh, that's the birthday honours list. Make sunscreen free to protect poorest from risk of cancer. Dermatologist. This seems blindingly obvious, doesn't it? 
This should be like with, I think they could do this quite easily as well, like with uh, prescriptions. If you get your prescriptions free, I think they should make, um, they should make, um, you know, sunscreen free. And also just to, just to let you know that which magazine have, have decided um, that Asda's, Asda triumphed in the testing of the best sun lotion. Asda's Protect Moisturising Sun Lotion, SPF 30, at £3 for 200 millilitres. I'm just saying that because it's prohibitively expensive, isn't it, sun cream? So if you want to know which is the best, most cost-effective, Asda. Get down Asda, and it's Asda's own make. Don't be buying any of these posh makes. Get 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 supermarket owns, own, and which magazines say that Asda's is the best. You heard it here first. Take note. Take note. But... Going back to the main story, make sunscreen free to protect poorest from risk of cancer. Agree? I agree. I think good job, Lollipop. That is reasonable. Don't you? Hi, Ninad. Um, does anybody remember the Baz Luhrmann song, Everybody is Free to Wear Sunscreen? Still a chick? No. I might have to check that out on... Um, I'm going to check that out on... Uh, let me check that out. Okay, this little bastard fly. Um so yeah, make sunscreen. I think I think that's very very sensible. But on that note of people feeling the pinch, um, cl well, climate crisis is making hay fever. Anyone here suffer with hay fever? Not only we're we going to have sort of hosepipe bands, but we're going to be sneezing every time. Each year I go out into the garden, I have more hay fevery reactions. No asda in Ireland, Cloder. Shit, we're going to have to try and fly some into you. Um, Holly McCready, the SPF 50 that I use costs eight quid. Shocking, but worth it. I only use 50. Love that song, Live by the Advice, Marianne, Marianne Hoy. Yeah, I kind of it does, does ring a bell. Climate crisis is making hay fever season worse and it's lasting longer. Um, yeah, I, Maddie's been complaining. A, bit. a lot of people I know have been getting really bad hay fever at the moment. Um, this story, which I wanted to pull, is another, this is to do with um, another sort of, you could argue. You could argue. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't, Nina. I'll touch base after this. Um, sorry to hear that. No. Um, this is another one of those stories where you sort of think, you know, like dentists. You can't, no one, you know, dentists, it's like they can charge whatever they want. It's like car mechanics. How many of us know whether when a car mechanic says, do this, do that, and the other, whether they're totally taking the piss? It's like, they could just chuck a dart at a dartboard with a load of numbers on it and just go, it's that. And if you stood there saying no, what can you do? They could also damage your car. I mean, there's lots of mechanics that don't do this, obviously. But, you know, the ability, there's a sort of firewall between knowledge that we have and what they... Dentistry. How do we know that we need all the work that we need doing? I always think once you embed within a business the need to make money and it's about care how can you trust the care fully I, I i find it i find it really difficult i find it really difficult it goes to the heart of well hang on how do we know we need that well likewise with vets now vets costs pet owners you know if your place in that and i i hate to say it we've been you know we the, the insurance cost for chi chi as she when she nearly passed away was was huge it was covered by insurance but won't be covered by insurance um you know you can't keep that insurance going and so uh, for the same conditions can you once you've used it when a vet stands there and says to you this is going to cost you 20,000 pounds or it could cost you 3,000 pounds every month for your 
pet to live for another year, they know, they know that they're monetizing your grief. I don't care how you skin that. Of course, there are, there's care and of course there's it, but as soon as you blur the boundaries between care, medical treatment and money making, you know, in terms of the whole concept of the business, it becomes really, really tricky. And I think personally, someone needs to do something rather than about the ADHD thing that Panorama did. They should do something about old people who are absolutely fleeced by vets, making them pay to prolong their pets' lives, often in agony for short periods of time with a quality of life that is of often really substandard. And we have no way of asking the poor damn animal, what do you really feel? It's, it, it's terrible. Anyway, so this story is pet owners are now going abroad, a little bit like they do with cosmetic surgery, to cut the bills. Veterinary tourism packages to Turkey are taking off as treatment costs soar in Britain. Um, this woman here was shocked by how much uh, her local vet charged re her kitten. Um, they charged 47 for initial consultation. Then she quite rapidly got up to a bill of 700 pounds. I mean, you know, it's quite something. It's quite something. And it's really hard and it's really tough because where it, where it puts you, it puts you in a place because i tell you what also kicks in. People are very judgy who are either friends of, relatives of, neighbours, all that kind of stuff. You know, if you know, if you feel you can't afford it, and if you feel you can't prolong the life of that animal, and unless, say, the animal like with Chi Chi, she was of a young enough age where, you know, if we can make, get her to recover, she can have a quality of life, then well and good, absolutely fine. But when you're dealing with animals right at the end of their lives, and you're, you know, lots of animals have to die, I think there is, I think it's a business sector that that twit in his shiny play school shirt on Panorama, why doesn't he throw his attention to that? Does annoy me. Anyway, so, I, my, so this, I just, I just thought this was telling because my heart goes out to so many people who, who end up losing their animal anyway, feeling guilty if they don't pay for it, are judged if they don't pay, pay for it. Pet insurance, fine, but pet insurance doesn't always cover everything. Pet insurance will cover for the first few things, but if you look at your payment plans, they start to get more and more kind of, you know, it gets tighter and narrower, the coverage. So, um, yeah, we, we, have, we have pet insurance, but pet insurance, if you, if, you, if you use it, it's like anything. Once you use your pet insurance in certain areas, if your dog or pet has a certain condition or illness, um, you know, you, you look, at the, look at the small print. Um, normally doesn't cover dental, says Laurel Nichols. So yeah, pet is going abroad. Uh, oh, what's this? Uh, oh, this, I saw this yesterday. It's the mother of all dilemmas. You know, we talk about how just because you can do something, should you? I can believe I saw this. This is um, an embryo that was created without eggs. Oh, God. Yep, synthetic embryos, stem cells made to specialize into three types needed to mimic an embryo. They can create embryo material without a fertilized egg. Why? 
why? There is always a compelling... Re I mean, I, to be honest with you, they are saying it's really important to understand how the body develops, how diseases develop. This is the terrible... For me, this is the terrible... This is how... I think bedded into this sort of stuff, like with AI, is our demise. Because on the one hand, there is always going to be a good reason to do something. But it strikes me that there are then such huge philosophical and ethical issues on the back end of it. It goes back to the thing of just because we can, should we? Embryos created without eggs. Think about that. And then combine it with AI. Oh, my God. Science going too far. Absolutely. An embryo created without eggs throws up deep philosophical and ethical questions. No shit. Is no one there thinking this? Conspiracy newspaper prints 150... Right, we talked about conspiracy theories in the week, didn't we? Well, this is a magazine or a publication... Um, which is called The Light. Has anyone heard of it? The Light. Um, and the readership is going up. About one person in 20 is, is estimated to have read The Light. Um, the conspiracy newspaper prints 150,000 monthly editions or copies for people to read. What is, can someone clarify to me what this is? I know a number of people believe in this. What is the reset? What is the great or the great reset or the great replacement? What is, what is that? Conspiracy publications make huge business. It's massive. What is the great reset? Is this the idea? I mean, I always think of this as someone somewhere with a giant thumb or forefinger and a giant button. And they're going, yeah, press that. <laughs> what is that about? The non-computer scientists commenting on AI do not understand the technology. The non... Yes. I read about the light. Yeah, this, this magazine. What is what is the Great Reset? I want to know. What is it? Which, isn't the reset when they have... Yeah, New World Order. Where I mean, you know what? Sometimes I look at the fact that we can't sort out potholes and I think there's no big reorder. I think the reset is especially the downfall of technological advancement and reducing us back to simplistic manual means. But what that there's that there's a desire for that or a plan to do that. Um, massive business conspiracy theories, massive businesses. Um, what's she doing? No, she's not making a cup of tea with her brain. Oh, Francisca Bastos, that's a good point. Isn't it funny? We have so much excess information, access to information that we can't deal with, so we invent some more. Isn't it religious, says Laura S. Mm. Reset us all back 50 years. No potholes. Among. If we can't sort potholes, and with all due respect, I mean, a lot of things we do as, a, as humans are pretty naff. How the hell can we do some great big reset? Good, good sign that no one knows, absolutely. This person here is using a brain computer. This is in the Times. Helmets on for new tech that will blow your mind. Brain computer inf interfaces could be part of everyday life within just five years. I have to confess, I find it shocking. When you look back in time and you think, oh, we didn't have smartphones 12 years ago or 11, whatever it was, or the beginning of it. Things are moving pretty rapidly, aren't they? Um, so this is someone who was asked to play a video game and they were made, they could in, they could instruct a robot arm to pick things up by thinking it. 
this this nibbles at the edges of Elon Musk's uh, tech, AI brain tech. Um, you know, again, there are going to be so many potentially good reasons to do this. But, but, what are the possibilities of it all going wrong? Julie Beddoes, why has potholes become so bad the last 10 years or so? That's the big question that the conspiracy theories theorists need to be asking, if I'm really honest. It is scary, isn't it? So imagine we might be live now and I could sort of, I don't know, I could maybe, I don't know, make your kettle come on. Okay, Put the kettle on at Jew Osler's gaff. And then I'll be like, make Reese Roberts's VHS player eject. Because I bet you I've got a VHS top loader. And then it'll be like, Anne Murray, turn off fridge. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, let me just push past this story. I'm just sort of... Ah, oh, look, Judy Garland and her Cairn Terrier. Cairn Terrier. Ugh! Bloody fly. Cairn Terriers. This is Toto. I... Oh, look at my Toto. Um, UK falls out of love with the Cairn Terrier as influencers are blamed for focusing on more exotic breeds. Now, I'm all for giving influencers a good old kicking. Check out Nadia's last night. That's why I, am, <laughs> I was all over her influence. Um, but is this necessarily influencers' fault? Is it? Just because influencers... Are influencers saying kill dogs? No. And the other thing is, well, this is a story that, you know, trends. People want certain dogs, cockaboos, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then because people want those dogs, other dogs, you know, aren't wanted. But hasn't this been the case since immemorial? Isn't there a bigger question about breeds? I think breeds are terrible. Breeding is terrible. Um, but look, here are some of the other dogs. Uh, so, let me, oh, hang on. Toto, to, to, yeah, here we go. Look, Toto, to, I feel like we're not in fashion anymore. Um, so the Cairn Terry is one. These are four other dogs that are going out of fashion. The Sky Terrier, the Lancashire Healer, which I've never heard of, the Welsh Springer Spaniel, the Deerhound. I do like the Deerhound. Where's the Afghan Hound? Um, I don't think I don't think you can blame everything on influencers. I think just because they post what they've got doesn't mean they're saying everyone else should have this. And and the other thing is, I guess what's quite loaded about this kind of story is you look at these four little dogs, you go, oh no, the Deerhounds, Sky Terriers. If you ain't born, you don't know. There's no, there's no deer hound going, for fuck's sake. Why aren't I here? It's just not here. You know what I mean? I like deer hounds. I've got nothing against deer hounds. And I don't want it to be said that I'm trying to influence you against deer hounds. But because I haven't posted something about a deer hound and I have about toffee, doesn't mean I want all deer hounds to die. We're in a weird world. Emma Muck, my can is 15 and wonderful. Jack Russell's are bastards, aren't they? Let's just have a thought, think about dogs. Jack Russell's are bastards. Um, I like them, but they're bastards. There's one that walks down our road. He's, he thinks he's the big I am. I'm walking down the road and there's four of them and there's one of the Jack Russell. Go, 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 go. Nutters. Chihuahuas. Bless them. Love them. But boy, they, got, they can be feisty, can't they? They can be feisty. Um, Grace Ann Martin, I have a 16-year-old Border Lakeland Terrier cross. He's a brilliant pet. It's just pets. Let's call them dogs. We're not, if we like a Scotty dog, we're not saying cockapoos. 
get on that, what is it called? Trawler boat that the migrant, what, what are we going to do? What are we doing? This is madness. Madness. Um, Depardieu, Gerard Depardieu, the actor, uh, caught among, amongst swirling allegations of sexual assault, sexual impropriety, and most seriously of all, rape. Uh, it's not looking good for him, uh, as it shouldn't. Um, I've heard so many things about the, about this chap for so many years. Uh, he's selling his art in order to fight his cases. Uh, Boris Johnson, big news you may have seen on the Daily Mail. He's got uh, he's got his big fat article or column in the Daily Mail. Let's watch him sow the seeds of success. Absolutely brilliant, and he's had the fat jab, and the fat jab didn't work. Uh, and he's written about it. But look, I quite like that little subtitle at the top. Party gut. Not party gate. Party gut. <laughs> Diane Lukeman. Hey, mister, I have a very cute Jack Russell. They're, look, they're bags of personality. He does think he's a Doberman. Yeah, what with these small dogs, man? Anyway, so this is Boris Johnson in his first piece of the Daily Mail talking about how the fat jab, a Zempic, didn't work for him. You know what he's going to do? He's going to start He's going to start on, on relatable. He's, he's probably got a list of topics that are relatable. And then he'll start. He'll start to move in on. I don't know. Equating, uh, you know, Muslim women with post boxes again. Just, just give him enough rope, and he'll hang himself. Um, bird wars. Bird wars. Oh, this is the PM's drug flop. Birds start a war. This is a weird story. This one. Um, there's all sorts of shit kicking off in Cumbria around peacocks. I think peacocks are being killed. Other people love peacocks. Peacocks have, have fl- look, at that, look at that peacock in the bottom. When we were at school. Nanny Dye, if you're watching, I don't even remember. Holland Park, the park next to the school. It was very normal, de rigueur, that we'd be sat there, all of us obsessed with our A-level English female teacher because she was an ex-model and we all fell in love with her. She was like the model from the Flake advert, Miss Fass. I'll never forget her. Um, and you, we would all be sat there sort of misty-eyed, a little bit like male versions of the girl at the beginning of Indiana Jones, Rage of the Lost Ark, when she blinks and it goes, love you, on her eyes. We'd all do that. We'd all go, love you. Or I'd put D-H. Lawrence, like that. Anyway, as we were learning English literature, we it was just normal that these early, emerging, burgeoning thoughts of desire amongst us teen boys were accompanied by the weird sounds of peacocks. Yeah, we had peacocks and emus in Holland Park. It was weird. Woo! Amazing. Anyway, so this is a village town somewhere. A couple of stories I saw. This is the only one I pulled, but I think I think in some town somewhere they're they're wanting to they want some are killing them. They're killing peacocks because they don't like the sound they make. But in this story, let's, let's move you down here. Cock a doodle die. Oh, cock and brawl. This is a sleep now. I have a little bit of empathy for this person. A slip. What should she have done? A sleep-deprived lorry driver throttled a noisy cockerel in a fit of rage as it kept her up. Now, Nadia was driven to drink the other day because uh, I was out and she was here with the girls and they were trying to bet sunbathe or something. And there was a dog barking and, and she, she nearly tore her, her own larynx out. But Caroline Smith became so frustrated with the incessant 3 a.m. crowing that she stormed off, grabbed the bird, which, by the way, was called Eddie. Grabbed it by the neck, threw it to the ground. Laura S, my grandmother's from Stafford. Stafford? Stra- Stafford? Is it Stafford? Oh, hang on a minute. Stoke, Stoke and Stafford. Um, trucker throttled. The trucker was seen standing over the day's bird saying, I'm sick of it. I've, I've sorted it. 
A vet charged 1,296. The owner of the cockerel should have gone to Turkey. <laughs> the owner of the cockerel should have gone to Turkey. You get the story. It's, uh, the, the vet said it suffered a traumatic brain injury, but Smith said it was back crowing a few days later. But she admitted causing unnecessary suffering. Should you throttle a crow, a, a, a rooster's neck if it's driving you mad? <sighs> Love peacocks. They are loud, Marianne Hoy. They are loud. Not on. Ring his neck. Um, so Rubik's Cubes. Who likes a Rubik's Cube? Who's got a Rubik's Cube? I could only ever do two or three sides of Rubik's Cube. However much time I spent, I'd then go into a room where no one could see me, smash it into pieces and reconstruct it in one, and then come back out, pretend I was sweating, and go, oh, God, that took so long. Do you want to know what the world record? The world record's just been broken. Twist and shout, fans ecstatic as Rubik's Cube record is shattered. The person who beat the record, and that's not him, by the way, did the cube in 3.13 seconds. I'm going to, let's just time that. Let's just fucking time that. I'll, I want to fucking, excuse my language. Sorry, we do swear on this channel. Okay, in starting with your Rubik's Cube, let's use my inhaler as a prop, starting now. That's it. That, that was a second too long. Not a lot of things you can do in life that take that, that, that quick. That's all I'm saying. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Hey, how, why, some days I can't find the music. It's Tutankhamun died after a drink-drive chariot crash. You come here for the news. You come here for the news and we give you it. Um, girls, teens arising post-GCSE hub. Here. Um, Nanny Dai, you're entering post GCSE hangover. Um, yeah, King Tut died after drink drive chariot crash. Ha! <laughs> Thanks, Reese. The exact cause of his death has been an enduring mystery, not anymore. Egypt's boy king succumbed to one of various illnesses. No. An independent researcher has suggested that he may have died following a drink drive crash. He was like a typical teenager drinking, and probably drove his chariot too fast. How do they know? There were speed cameras by the pyramids. They've been there a long time. And although they flashed twice, sometimes they're not taking a photo. But back then, they got it. They got toot, 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 toot. Um, anyone else found Noel Edmonds a bit weird? Does anyone else think that Noel Edmonds wears women blou women's blouses? Whenever I see Noel Edmonds, I think, oh, Nanny Thelma would have looked nice in that. You get a doll with it. you got to take your time. you got to say what you say when you feel it like... Anyway, he used to have a life-size doll in his taxi, do you remember? So that he could get round some charge or be able to drive in bus lanes or something like that. Anyway, when he sold his house to uh, Liam Gallagher, he said, you can have the doll. But Liam said, mad for it. No, get rid of it. It's creepy as fuck. It's creepy. Get rid of it. That's a bit Liverpudlian, sorry. Um, yeah, he said, no, no, you've got, to, you've got to roll with it. You've got to roll with it. No Edmonds, mate. No. Oh, so looking forward to tonight. Because you know what there's going to be tonight? There's going to be a lot of beans. And what is there with a lot of beans? Dina goes bang. 
but we're going to have British baked beans. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sort of silver lining to this climate change. And one of the very odd silver linings is that we're going to be able to grow our own baked beans. A half-baked idea. I just like the headline. Don't blame me. I didn't think the story was newsworthy. I just thought it was a clever headline. Baked beans, not a half-baked idea. Experts in homegrown haricot trial. A haricot, don't you know? <sighs> it's really nice spending time with you guys. just want to say that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. Three seconds. It's another Rubik's Cube done. Men really are the unfairer sex. Oh, yes. Apparently, uh, testosterone, the reputation, uh, testosterone makes you forget fairness. Do you think if we said this about women, there would be an outcry? Uh, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like estrogen makes you um, totally irrational or estrogen makes you totally insufferable. If we were to say that, I'm not saying it's the case, but even if a study showed that, wouldn't there be an, an outcry? How dare they just suggest testosterone? Testosterone is the thing that means that we know how to use screwdrivers. Um, yeah. Reputation for being thoughtless lovers and hard-nosed colleagues is linked to the male sex hormone. High levels of testosterone are found to lead to decisions that prioritise selfish motives over fairness. I suppose so. I suppose when you th say he's thinking with his doodah, that's what they mean. Biscuits. What's your favourite biscuit? Come on, who doesn't like a biscuit question? I love a biscuit question. I love asking a biscuit question. There it is. Crummy money. Price of biscuits. Even own label version soars. 42% rise in chocolate digestives. 87% rise in the bourbon. I can't get any more high pitch. What's going on with the bourbon? Happy birthday, Lucy. Biscuit prices have soared by up to 87.5%. And you've got to give the Daily Star credit where credit's due. They could have easily rounded that up to 90% in their article, but they didn't. They stayed specific and kept it at 87.5%. Um, a 300-gram pack of Morrison's own label bourbons, not even a brand, uh, a 75p compared to just 40p last year. A tuck biscuit. Jew Osler, you've brought tuck biscuits into the room. A tuck biscuit with a layer of cheese is next to Nutella for me. Um... Oh, you've got a very fun, you've got a very fun uh, little thing in the No Name Sunday show in the members area this weekend. Dina, do. <laughs> oh, baptism by fire. Um, chocolate, digest chocolate digestives have shot up by 41% at Asda and Tesco. This is it's shocking. Why? Now, who believes in the Loch Ness Monster? $2.99 for a packet of Tuck Crackers, Grace Ann Martin. Bloody hell. Who believes in the Loch Ness Monster? Because I'm now going to show you something that, for me, absolutely rare, is irrefutable. I mean, my name is Donald Trump. I wouldn't use the word ir irrefutable. Run sanctimonious. The Loch Ness Monster. You met the Loch Ness Monster last week, Nenad. What? Okay, well, we have irrefutable proof that the Loch Ness Monster exists. And, you know, here it is. Nessie site shaping up. The best photo this year of the Loch Ness Monster has been taken by a French tourist. You ready? Hang on. Uh, the pharmacist, Etienne Cam Camel, snapped it. Oh, this site is interesting. It's the best so far this year. Do you want to see it? Yeah, see that shadow on the top left? I kept the second headline because it felt appropriate. 
That's our, that's the best the best sighting of Nessie is not a non-sighting. <laughs> there, I'm afraid. Sorry, if you're waiting for anything else, that's it. That, that, that's, that's your that's your that's your thingy-jiggy-jiggy. Oh, and finally, as we move on, look at them. Love can conquer everything. It's such a dream. Love, 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 love. For those of you listening on podcasts, we're looking at an image of two frogs holding each other. Love will give you everything. Uh, and this is an astonishing image. This, uh, which I'm afraid, if you are listening, this is very frustrating. You might just have to pop over to YouTube just to watch the final shot. This image, this image is an image that you don't want to miss. I'm telling you right now. Swiss village spared by a hair's breadth after a mountain collapsed, sending a rocks, rock slide hurtling towards it. Breens, a hamlet in the southeast of Switzerland, was evacuated. But look how close it got. Look at that. And finally... And finally, ITN News. And finally, um, it's Father's Day this, this Sunday, isn't it? Father's Day. Yee! The blokes get a look in, which means there's going to be an awful lot of selfishness and unfairness. Because, of course, testosterone is going to be everywhere. Best dad jokes of all time have been revealed by that really reliable of sources, Papa John's. Pizza, is it the pizza maker, Papa John's? Um, so should we hear, do you want to hear uh, some of the best sort of dad jokes? Do we, who likes a dad joke? Um, best dad jokes of all time. My wife asked if I was ever going to stop singing Wonderwall. I said, maybe it's going to be the one that saves me. And uh, all right, I've given it. Okay, so here, here's some more. Let's see if I can, let, come on. I want you to, we've got 10 here. And I want you to tell me which, which one really makes you laugh. This graveyard looks overcrowded. People must be dying to get in. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put it down. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. I'm trying to sort of be in a room with people where there's that sort of grinding silence, that, that sort of profound almost antimatter vacuum of air. You know, you say something and it's so sensationally quiet, you wish that you could dissolve into your big toenail, which is a big deal for me because it's a hideous toenail. Ah, oh, <laughs> this is it, look. Ah, oh, this takes me back. Always said whenever you're reversing the car. Ah, oh, this takes me back. I like that one. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Number six, question. Dad, did you get a haircut? A, no, I got them all cut. <laughs> did you get a haircut? No, got them all cut. <sighs> Want to hear a joke about a pizza? Never mind, it's too cheesy. <laughs> I'm terrified of lifts, so I'm going to have to take steps to avoid them. <laughs> What did one wall say to the other? I'll meet you at the corner. <laughs> and finally, I used to be addicted to soap. I'm all clean now. 
And on that note, it's going to be a weekend of groaning humour. This must become a new feature of Coffee Moaning, the dad joke of the day. Maybe, Christos, we need a special jingle. Um, guys, uh, you're not going to the curly cooks because, as you can see, there's no one fucking here, which is delicious, apart from teenagers, all of whom are now delighted that GCSE hell is behind them. Um, so I'm going to be performing as a clown and making bowls of cheerio. That's how I do breakfast. That's how it rocks and rumbles here. Nanny Di, we're going to be together in a minute. Looking forward to giving you a big hug and stroking that very small head of yours. Because um, it's just a it's a, a fine, small thing. Um, and yeah, have a lovely day, guys. So have a lovely day. Um, part two of Cupboard Gate will be landing over the weekend. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. There's going to be a members live in the members area. Uh, me and Nanny Di. Uh, Nanny Di has got a little something to open. Mm. On, on the members' live. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, she's going to share stories of, of yesteryear and birthdays of yore. Um, and uh, as I say, Curly Cooks tonight at 7 o'clock. It's going to be outrageous and, and, and nuts. As I say, I am going to be repeatedly monitoring and trying to re-trigger things so that we don't get this terrible, um, you know, uh, broadband issue. So apologies about that. Uh, what else is happening? No Name Sunday shows are pre-recorded. It's all edited. It's in the bag, pretty much. Um, and that's going to land tomorrow at some point too. Otherwise, have a lovely weekend. Um, and, I, well, as I say, I'll see probably see a number of you tonight. Um, and happy Father's Day to anyone who uh, is a father, has a father, had a father, or especially a, a shout out, as is the case for me, to those who don't have fathers or didn't know fathers. Um, there's this idea that because you don't know a parent or have a parent, that they are simply absent. No, uh, even an absent parent is present, if you know what I mean. They inform your character and who you are and all of that kind of stuff. So big happy Father's Day for tomorrow. But I'm sure we'll all touch base again tonight. It'll just be very chaotic.